Welcome to the Just In Case It Burns podcast with your hosts, Justin and Burns. Hi Burns, I got a trivia question for you. Alright, what do we got this week? This one is just a true or false, and it may be an easy one for you. At the first All-In in 2018, Hangman Adam Page, Kenny Omega, and both of the Young Bucks all won their matches that they were involved in. Got a 50-50, I'll say true. It is correct. It is true. Good job. I brought that up because I thought it was a good trivia question and thought it was interesting because I think it was, I saw it on Twitter or X or whatever the hell it's called now. Um, I think it was that, is it Sean Ross is his name? Ross uh, yep. Yeah, pointed out that Hangman Adam Page, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks all lost on their biggest pay-per-view that they've ever created in their own promotion. Um, so I just thought it was interesting um, to bring that up. So anyways, we're back. Um, we'll talk about, uh, we got together and watched all in. I uh, thought it was a banger of a show. And then um, we've got another pay-per-view coming up from them this weekend, all out. And then WWE has payback coming up this weekend. So it's really just going to be going over matches, uh, saying what we thought about all in, and then giving what we think is going to happen at the two pay-per-views this weekend. So we can just jump right in. Like I said, all in, I thought it was a banger of a show, um, kind of from beginning to end. Um, I thought, you know, it was great. I don't know, just get some overall thoughts from you about it. Yeah, uh, same thing. Uh, kept my attention the whole time. I don't think there was a bad, really bad match on uh, on the card, and everybody came and, and proved why uh, they're the biggest selling, you know, pay-per-view crowd um, in wrestling right now. So, that was a great job. Yeah, I guess... I guess they can say that the uh, the 2018 All In was the largest indie uh, paid sale event. Now they can say that they're the largest, you know, paid sale event for for wrestling after this one. Uh, pretty cool thing to be able to say. Uh, so the before the pay per view started, we had the the Ring of Honor World Tag Team match: Aussie Open versus MG, MGF and Adam Cole. Uh, we saw the kangaroo kick <laughs> MGF take out both of them with one kangaroo kick. So I, th- I thought that was pretty cool. And then MGF, Adam, Adam Cole, uh, took home the titles. Um, I think we talked last time. Um, we weren't exactly sure how this was going to come out, but this was one of the, one of the ways you envisioned it, that they would get these titles and it turned out that way. So I, I thought it was a great match and you know, I'm, I'm happy how it all worked out. Yeah, I know we talked about uh, this would kind of determine what I thought would happen in the main event. Um, I did not see the match because I was 10 minutes late showing up to watch it at your house, and you informed me that it was already over. But the highlights that I've seen were you know, pretty standard, quick. Nobody gets hurt. We get the, the job done type of match. Um, but yeah, I thought if they won, uh, maybe that would 
kind of make the the main event match a little bit tougher for either one of them to uh, turn on each other uh, and play out the whole like best friends uh, thing a little bit a little bit more. Right. And then we'll, well, obviously we'll talk about that match a little bit later. I don't want to jump straight to that, um, but we'll move on to the, the FTW Championship. And I mean, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the little bit of drama that happened backstage uh, with uh, Jack Perry and CM Punk. Uh, I'll admit, I don't know a whole lot more. I didn't have a chance to look into it other than what you and I had talked about day of. So I don't know if you have any more information on that. But from what I gathered from you is uh, Jack Perry um, and CM Punk had a little uh, kerfuffle, whatever you want to call it, um, over some creative um, disagreements. Uh, CM Punk kind of sticking his head where it didn't belong, and it just kind of went from there. Yeah, um, I think it's still kind of up in the air about how all that played out a few weeks ago about uh, Jack Berry wanting to use real glass and uh, Shivani and Tony Khan and some of the guys to told him that, you know, that probably wasn't a good idea. Um, some people have said that CM Punk got word of that and went on his own to say something. Other people have said that they, you know, somebody asked him to go try to talk Jack Perry out of it. So it's kind of hard to distinguish what the truth is on that. Um, either way, I don't think, I think if two wrestlers want to do whatever they want to do and they both agree to it, they should allow them. Uh, I can't see anybody, Tony Khan, Shivani, or Punk going up to Moxley and saying, don't do this, don't do that, because he'd tell them where to stick it. So I don't know why it's any different for you know him to be able to do what he wants versus Jack Barry. Um, they're both professionals. I get it. Moxley's been in a little bit longer, you know, a lot longer than, than Jack, but you're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it. So... Um, in the end, I think anybody involved should just let the wrestlers do what they wanted if they both agree to it. Right. I would agree with that. Uh, you know, if they're comfortable with it, obviously, I think they should be allowed to. Yeah, and then obviously with the kerfuffle that they had was right before, after the, you know, Perry match where he put somebody through a, uh, he put Hook through the, uh, the glass of a automobile and uh, kind of stuck it to Punk live on TV, which I think was more of the issue that you know, he said something on it. And again, backstage things were said and nobody's really telling who's who. I guess they did have a lot of cameras backstage filming um, to do one of those like behind-the-scenes pay-per-view things. So we'll be able to see what actually happened, but I think it's more leaning towards Punk went up and, and started something, got into it with Tony, told him he quit. So, um, in my opinion, at this point, there's more people that one person's gotten it, into it with. I'd say they're the problem as opposed to everybody else. I mean, yeah. you got the Elite and Harry and you know, Ryan Nemeth and all these guys. So, uh, I think. Punk's, punk's the reason, and either he wants out and he keeps doing this stuff, or he's just an idiot. <laughs> At some point, you gotta gotta understand it. 
But so anyway, I, you know, to get back to the match, you know, Hook uh, defeated Jack Perry to get that FTW championship back, uh, which I, you know, I think is a good thing. I don't know where they're going to go with that if if they're going to retire that championship or if it's just going to keep going or I I really have no idea. Yeah, me either. Um, there's so many belts right now. I think it's time to retire it and just move on to the next next one for Hook or Harry. Put them in a different title situation. Because um, I don't know who else would really want to yeah. go for the FTW belt right now. So. Yeah, I don't know. I just I really because I really thought that's what they were going to do at this point with it. Oh. Because you know, with Taz kind of getting vocally upset about it, I thought that's the direction it was heading in. So maybe it still is. And maybe now that Hook has it, they'll kind of work something out with Taz to to retire it in a more professional way um, and just, you know, have a, a nice way to to retire that belt. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so then, uh, you know, apparently that fight wasn't bad enough for you know, to have to cancel CM Punk and Samoa Joe for the real world championship. Um, which is good because they did put on a great match. You know, obviously they've wrestled a lot over the years. Um, and so they've all been great matches, I think. Uh, and CM Punk won. Uh, so I don't know if that's going to set something up to try to, because I, I really don't think you can have these two world championship belts floating around it's kind of what WWE or WWE did for a while uh, at some point you got to unify them yeah I guess it all depends on the investigation and what it comes uh, what the outcome for that is and what Punk decided to do um, like I said he threatened to quit I guess Joe had to convince him to go out they were scrambling to try to put you know other matches first and all that um, kind of got up in Joe a little upset, but they went out and did their thing. Um, if they stay, yes, I think you got, you know, Punk stays. You got to unify him. Um, if he doesn't, then, you know, I think you already got a storyline that with uh, Cole and MJF that doesn't need to be broken up by CM Punk in this belt anyway. So either way, um, I think you're you're okay right now. Yeah, yeah. If he does good, I guess it's really problem solved. So then you had the uh, the AEW Women's World Championship match with Sheeta, Tony Storm, uh, Soraya, and uh, Doctor Britt Baker, DMD. Um, I thought, and it was again, you know, I keep saying same kind of thing over and over again, but I thought it was a very good match, uh, especially you know the way it ended. I thought it was very cool. Um, I don't, I do, I did want to ask you, I don't, so she was trying to get the, her move in there, her submission move. Can't think of the name of it right now, but, um, it seemed like it was kind of awkward. I don't know if, uh, the other two were a little late <laughs> getting in there for the finisher with Saraya to get in there, but, uh, but it was kind of neat how that did finish, um, with Saraya winning and, I mean, it like we talked last time, it all made sense for her uh, in London and her family there. Uh, it was kind of a cool moment. 
yeah, everything that played out in the match was really good. It, it flowed very well, and I would have liked to have seen more of it. it. Only went a little over seven minutes in the whole show, which was kind of disappointing. Shortest match on the main card, and I think second shortest behind the MJF Cole tag team match. Um, but just the way everything kind of flowed together with the slow turn of an implosion, I guess, of the outcasts um, with Tony hitting Soraya's mom and then uh, Soraya taking a bump and then landing on Tony, I believe, or vice versa for a pin attempt. And the, the, just everything seemed to be working against each other. Um, it, it, it really did flow really well, and I, I enjoyed it a lot. But uh, glad Soraya won. It, it was good. Um, I think that'll put more tension on uh, the outcasts because... Now Tony's going to want the belt and have to go after somebody in their own group, so that should further this storyline along. Yeah, because even with Ruby Soho coming out and kind of walking back in saying, how oh, I'm done yeah, with Yeah, getting slapped and being done with it. Um, I'll bring bring up more of that once we talk about the all-out show. Oh. Yeah. Um, FTR and the Young Bucks, uh, AW tag team championship match. I, we were talking while it was going on that it seemed like they were a little gassed at the beginning of the match, but as it went on, I think it got better and better and better, um, towards the end. And it, and it just, it kept building and building until, you know, kind of at the end, you know, the crescendo, whatever you want to call it. Um, until it had it had a great ending um, with FTR retaining. Yeah, it was it was weird because it did look like they were slow and sluggish at the beginning, and whether that was just everything that had happened beforehand, or you know, still getting used to the time differences and the flights and all that. Uh, who, who knows? But uh, yeah, it was weird because both of those teams usually go hard for the whole whole time period, and confusing. But uh, ended up like a great match, like you said. Everything else on this card was great, and this was no different. Sounds like we're broken record right now, saying everything was great. But I really don't didn't have anything bad to say about any of the matches. Right, um, and I don't think I have these in the right order, but I'm just reading from a list here. Um, but I'm just going to keep going down. the The next one that I have here is the House of Black versus. Uh, the acclaimed and Billy Gunn, the World Trios Championship. Um, I think it was great to see the acclaimed and Billy Gunn win. I, I kind of think everybody knew that. I don't know if some people out there thought they weren't going to win. Um, but again, I thought I thought it was a good match. I think I don't know if it was you that was saying or somebody else was saying they were surprised who took the took the pin in that match. Um, but um, again. Another good one. Uh, the, the claimed always puts on a good show, and I'm a big fan of House of Black. Um, I like how they included uh, Julie Hart, Julia Hart in this. Um, but again, like we keep saying, banger of a match. Yeah, great match. Uh, kind of surprised that Malachi did take that pin, but uh, you know, I said that at that time. Kind of looking back, it makes a lot of sense because he was the one that kind of put 
that bug in Billy's ear about retiring and all that. So maybe that was the right way to do it. Uh, I can't. I don't think Billy pinned him, which would have been the only thing that made a little bit more sense. I think it was you know Bowens who pinned him. I yeah. could be wrong, but I don't. I don't think it was Billy. That would have been the only thing to make it flow and make more sense was if, if that happened. But hell of a match again, right? Yeah, then, so the next two we'll talk about, um, they were the two that I was concerned about the most not being that great. It was the coffin match uh, with Darby Allen and Sting um, and Swerve Strickland and Christian Cage. But all the stuff that they did on the actual coffin made the match for me. Um, putting the dents in the coffin, we had talked that we thought maybe somebody was was hiding in the coffin, AR Fox or somebody, but then they started doing all that stuff, and we're like, well, better hope somebody's not in there. And then they'd prop it up on the ring. We're like, well, maybe somebody's climbing in there. And then they'd jump on the coffin. Well, no, probably not. So I, I think they did very well using the coffin in, in the match, which doesn't happen very often. Usually it's just sitting off to the side until you get near the end and throw them in, you know, either close it and they hold it open until you slam it shut. But thought they did very well using the coffin in the match and I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, how many times do we just look at each other and go, holy shit, with some of those off <laughs> yeah. the top rope onto the coffin, somebody moving off of the coffin and hitting it. I mean, it was just, it was crazy spots. Darby, you know, 99% of the time doing everything to it, but uh, it was good to see them win and, and don't bet against Sting and Darby. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, and I guess we even had Sting going through a table, right? He had to do it twice. Twice, so, which is uh, scary, <laughs> but yeah. Apparently, the big table. Yeah, he needs to he stop over in England. That yeah, those uh, table days might be behind him. Um, uh, I think most of the wrestling anyway. days are, are few and far between right now. <laughs> yeah, the other one was uh, Jericho and Will Osprey. Um, our previous conversations, we were just, you know, we're, we're obviously Jericho fans. You know, he's he's a legend in wrestling and everything. But again, he's been around a while, and we weren't sure he could keep up with Osprey. But I think he did, uh, and it was a hell of a match. Um, and there was even a little drama at the end with Sammy and Guevara. Um, so even the little gimmicks that were in there were good. Uh, so I think it all turned out great. Yeah, Osprey's great. Jericho is great. Um, I don't know why I expected it not to be, but something just the speed of Osprey versus the speed of Jericho anymore. Um, it's the only thing that I was worried about, but he pulled it off. Yeah. Uh, Golden Elite versus Bullet Club Gold. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I'm not a huge fan of Bullet Club Gold. Uh, I get annoyed by them. I I don't know if it's just too much energy uh, in my face. Juice Robinson, uh, it's kind of, he reminds me of what's his name from, it's not the Jericho Appreciation Society, the Danny Magic guy or whatever he is, just it's always screaming really loud. I know. Um, yeah, I can't, can't really handle that. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I know they're kind of up and up and I really like Jay White though. I think he's, you know, very talented and, and great. So I guess if I had to pick a match, it was this one that I didn't really, didn't really care for. Um, and you know, it was bullet club gold with Konsuke Takashita, you know, 
getting the roll up for the win. Um, over Kenny Omega. That I was over Kenny Omega. Which was yes. a surprise. Um, yeah, I didn't think Omega was going to lose, and I sure didn't think that he was going to take the pen to, to catch that. So, um, but that sets up, you know, this weekend. So I guess it's all kind of making sense, and it, it all works, I guess, in the end. Yes. And we had the stadium stampede. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was great. There was lots of action everywhere. Um, I know you were talking about, um, we'll just wait until Jim Cornette says something about this. And I actually saw a video like an hour ago of him just going off about how stupid it was. Amateur wrestlers, amateur hour doing this and doing that. And I think he was calling Moxley the plumber. (laughs) but um i liked it i thought it was great i like those kind of things they did some really crazy stuff um you know we were talking about real glass earlier i mean orange cassidy putting it on duct tape on his hand i'm assuming it was real glass um and punching claudio um and getting the pin even though his shoulders weren't down because i think he was laying on shards of glass and he didn't want to put his shoulders down but I don't know. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it, and you kind of need one of those in the in at some point in your pay per view just to get the crowd, you know, having a good. Yeah, time. it's a chaotic match, and you know, uh, it's hard to follow because there's so many people, and the cameras are hard to follow because they're switching back and forth, and you don't want to miss this, but then you end up missing something else on the other end because you switch to that. Um. I don't mind them. I, I like the stadium stampede when they were in Jacksonville more where they, you know, they didn't have to play uh, to the crowds because nobody was there. So it was more like a cinematic match and they could show everything. I think that's, if they're going to do something like that, maybe they should do that more. And then the ending of it kind of spills out into the ring later. I know a lot of people don't like that just because people at home don't see a difference, but when you're actually in in the arena, you're watching a screen instead, and it kind of brings down the mood, but uh, it's hard to follow everything. But, yeah. um, A lot of blood. A lot of viewers, (laughs) like we were talking about a few minutes ago. I like them too. I like the matches. I like the chaos. Thank God somebody does because I, you know, Cornets can have his own opinion on stuff and, and I respect it, but times are changing and it's not the 80s and 90s of wrestling where it was boring and and kind of predictable. At least there's some spice into it now. And If you don't like it, don't watch it. Don't report on it. Don't listen to it. Don't do whatever. Just quit being a bitter old man and Living in the heydays, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, he did have, you know, one good point, and it was, you know, you kind of, I think you sent out a, a tweet or X or, I don't, I'm going to call them tweets. I can't do it. Can't, can't call them X's. Um, AEW production, get it together. Yes. Because he was like, he was he even said, you know, they kept flipping when, you know, something, they kept missing good spots, and they did. Yeah. You know, and I know that's hard, that kind of thing, but. 
you got to be able to figure that and out. And I don't even think I sent it during that match, to be honest with you. I think it was another match where we almost missed a, a near fall. And a yeah. match or something like that. But yeah, they got to get this production together. And, uh, yeah, we know somebody that knows yeah. somebody that works there, so I might have to have a talk with them about it. <laughs> we know a guy that knows a guy. All right. Um, and then it was the, the main event. MJF, Adam Cole. And, I mean, talk about a hell of a match. Um, I don't think they could have put on a better show. Um, you know, the actual, you know, the match with the whole time limit and everything was all great. And including the five more minutes. And then him saying, no, we're going until there's a fucking winner. Like, that was perfect. Yeah. And then I'm just glad. I know you said you would have done it that way. I'm just glad they didn't end it with a roll up right after that. Um, and then they just went a little further. I just think it had a little bit of everything. And then there was a little bit of drama at the end. Are they still going to stay friends? Are they not? It was kind of how they've been playing it back and forth for the past few weeks. And they just kept it going. And it was just done really, really well. Yeah. I can't complain about it. It was great. I would have done the roll up just. I know Cole tried to roll up MJF and then he reversed it and rolled him up. I would have ended it right there. Just, uh, you tried to get one over on me and it didn't work. And I got, did the same thing and it, it worked on you. I'm glad it didn't. And we got more in everything that unfolded. Um, yeah, that whole match kind of took us full circle on everything they've been through, you know, throughout this whole ordeal. Um, uh, like you were saying with the five more minutes and, and all of that. So it was really good. Really great storytelling. Um, I'm not sure if I like matches more with great wrestling or great storytelling in it. But I think this was a combination of both of them. And it did really, really good. It took you through all the emotions of will they, won't they. You know, um, kind of happy and sad and worried and like everything. Because there were some spots in there where, you know, uh, Cole did a pile driver on, on the stairs. MJF and it was he did not move he sold it really well and and was not moving um right. so I was kind of one of those I wasn't sure if something really did go wrong or not but um yeah great match great match yeah and I guess I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't say you know I think I said it was a time limit but it wasn't it was the uh they put that double clothesline in there you know, that they've been doing with their tag team that they, I was hoping it would be in there and it was, they clotheslined each other at the same time and then their arms fell on each other. So they had the, the three count for both of them at the same time for a draw, Yeah, which was a great way to do it. I and think. apparently that caught everybody off guard in the actual stadium. Um, I was listening to a podcast where a couple of guys were there and they said the whole crowd kind of went, you know, doing the count one, Two and then everybody stopped because they just assumed they were both gonna like double kick out and then they're like, oh, oh, three, what? And then the booze came in <laughs> and then started to back up. So it really got the crowd worked them worked me. Um, it was really good. Yeah. So well done. It was a great main event, and it was only one main event. Not three, four, or five um, for your paper. Because a main event, <laughs> by definition, 
is the main part of your event, which is usually one thing. But what do I know? Yes. I don't book these things. <laughs> okay, so that was all in. Um, it was great. And then they announced they're going back there next year. Uh, I know you said WWE is going there, so they're probably going to break that uh, paid attendance record. I don't know if uh, AEW will try to to get it back. Maybe kind of see how much they get. Because like you were saying, they had a lot of empty space. Yeah, they could pack a lot more, more floor building. seats in there. Um, which I'm sure WWE will do. So Either that or next yeah. year, you just don't give me free tickets away to people and make them buy the suites and you know media have to buy their own tickets as, as opposed to giving them away. That would be the only other way around it. But yeah, we'll see. Apparently, this is going to be a new tradition of London for their bank holiday. And then every Labor Day here for our holiday. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, if you, if our listeners out there tell all their friends, maybe we can do a do a live show from London next year for the Just In Case It Burns podcast, live from all in in London. So keep telling your friends, have them listen. Peace. Okay. Um, so that was all in which then leads into all out, um, which I think is an interesting, I don't know. So have they always done this where they have, um, where they have a pay-per-view the following weekend, or is this the first time they've ever done this? This is the first one. And this is what I was saying. He wants to start that tradition of doing, uh, all in, in London every year. And then the next weekend coming here, because that was their holiday, so they had a three-day weekend. And then we have oh, one the okay. next weekend with Labor Day here. Um, so, yeah, this was the first time, and he wants to start that as a tradition every year. That's why they're going back to Wembley again. Okay. I mean, I think it's kind of it's a little tough to ask people to pay for it twice in a row. I mean, I know WWE asks people to do it every month. Unless you, well, I'm not going to pr- plug anything here, but, um, but the difference two weeks in a row, $12 a month versus $50 right. you know, consecutive weeks. Um, yeah. plus you got to be able to have the same quality of show both weeks. Um, yeah. which yeah. since we're getting into it, they do not have the quality of show say. for this week here is. I mean, it's good matches, and I think it's going to be a, a hell of a hell of an event. But nothing just stands out and goes, "Yeah, I just I want to pay fifty dollars to to watch all of this." It seems like what I'd say ninety percent of these would be a good good matches on a dynamite on a Wednesday. Yeah. If this was a Wednesday dynamite show, everybody say this was an amazing show. Could not be any better, but for a pay-per-view, eh. Right. Right. Well, let's just jump right into it. Um, I'm just going to... So we... Josh does a... Or Burns here does a uh, a Wrestle League. And I signed up for it, too. So uh, I missed the picks last week. So I'm just going to go through how they have them listed on their page here. 
and then um, so that's no particular order. It's just how they have them listed. So before we do um, that, we'll... shout out to WrestleTalk. It's a podcast over in England. Um, I listen to them every week. Great, great guys. A lot of good information. Um, and then they do a wrestle league. Eight thousand people signed up right now. I'm in fourteenth from last week. You're fourteenth. I mean, I'm probably tied Very with nice. eight hundred people, but I'm in fourteenth. That's so, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, shout out to them. Go give them a listen and a follow. Well, I'm probably in eight thousandth place because I got zero points for last go. week. So, <laughs> all right. Um, Kenny Omega versus Konsuke Taka, Takashita. Is it? Yes. You know, Takashita. Takashita. Um, um, obviously, this. I think most of these matches are just kind of coming out of all in, uh, except for a couple of them. But I think Kenny Omega wins this one. Um, just for obvious reasons, I don't think he's going to take a loss back to back pay per views. Um, but I think he's kind of pissed about. I mean, his character or whatever is going to be kind of pissed about how it ended. And he's going to take it out on Konsuke in this one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think last week set up for this week. And, yeah, like you said, he's not going to lose two back-to-back. I got uh, any for the win. Then what will probably be the main event, the AW International Championship, um, Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley. Um, I I always pick Orange Cassidy to lose, and he hasn't lost in a long, long time. But I'm doing it again. I'm picking John Moxley. Uh, I think it's time for Orange Cassidy to to drop this thing. Um, I just think it's going to happen at some point, and why not now? To you know, a guy like John Moxley. Yeah. Uh... It's kind of played out. He's held it for a long time, had a great reign as champion, uh, but he needs to drop it and move on. No better person to do it than Moxley, um, who, like Orange, will go out and defend it every week against somebody, have an open challenge, do whatever it takes. Um, I think it'll bring the belt status up a little bit more, too, if a guy like Moxley holds it and, and is defending it. Um, so, yes, I believe Moxley will. Okay. Then the TBS championship, Chris Statlander versus Ruby Soho. I'd really like to see Ruby Soho win this, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think Statlander uh, keeps it for a little while longer. Um, As long as she stays healthy and everything, I think she's going to, she won't have it as long as uh, Cargill did, but um, I think she's going to have it for a little while. Well, you're wrong. And this is what Ruby will win. And not just because she is my favorite. Um, I think that'll progress the storyline of the outcast. So if Soraya won the belt last week, and now Ruby wins the belt this week, and they can both go to Tony and go, we both won belts, and you've been a bitch to us, you're out, and kick her out, and then she's got two different belts to try to go after, or possibly win both of them. Um, You know? Something like that. I, I just see the storyline of all three of them being progressed more, especially since Tony and Soraya aren't on here. Um, if they come out with her, or if one of them does, uh, if she wins, that'll just progress that storyline a lot, a lot farther. 
Okay. I like that. I'm not changing my answer, though. Chicken shit. Okay. <laughs> All right. Then we got Miro and Powerhouse Hobbs, two very large men that are going to wrestle each other. Um, I think Miro wins this um, for no other reason than I think he's has the bigger profile right now. Uh, it's, he's kind of a he's one of the faces of Collision, so I think he wins this match. Yeah, I agree. Um, he's been out for a while. People want to see him win. He's going to. <laughs> uh, TNT Championship, Luchasaurus versus Darby Allen. It's kind of another one of these. I would like to see Darby Allen win, but I think Luchasaurus wins with some uh, help from Christian, Christian Cage. I think there's just too much. Um, I don't know. I think fun's not really the right word, but it, it's really kind of fun with Christian Cage hold having, he doesn't hold it, but having this belt, it's, fun to watch and I think the fans are are enjoying it so I think they keep it on Luchasaurus uh, I think Darby takes this one um, I think you can still play off that Christian Cage thing um, somebody brought this up I don't know who what I was listening to or talking to but he thinks Christian Cage thinks he is the champion so if Luchasaurus loses it and they steal the belt, and they take it because they beat down Darby after he wins, they can come out next week, and Christian can go, I didn't lose the belt. This is still my belt. I didn't lose it. Luchasaurus lost it, so I'm still the champion. And then they can go through all of that, getting the belt back. Maybe Christian Cage and Darby having a match for it. Something like that. So I'm picking Darby. Plus, you don't pick against Darby. I just told you that earlier. You don't pick against him or Sting. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. All right. All right. Eight man tag match. Tag match. Uh, Bullet Club Gold versus FTR and the Young Bucks. Um, I'm just taking FTR and the Young Bucks. Kind of same thing as with Kenny Omega earlier. I don't think the Young Bucks lose two pay per views in a row. Um, I feel like the Bullet Club Gold's been winning a lot lately too. Um, might be time for them, but I mean, I don't know. I've gone, I've gone back and forth on this too, because this is a good spot for FTR to lose without losing their belts. Um, so I don't know. I've got it as FTR in the Young Bucks right now. Yeah, I've been going back and forth on this one. I think I'm going with Bullet Club just because of this whole FTR Young Bucks, will they, won't they get along type of situation. They're the two best tag teams in the company. And then you've got probably one of the hottest tag teams and groups kind of coming up, coming up and getting into all the fray of this uh, with Bullet Club. Um, so I think it'd be huge if they could pull out a win. Um, the only thing that's stopping me is who takes the pin. And that's where I'm like, either of the guns could take the pin and it wouldn't be a big deal. But pinning anybody in FTR or the Young Bucks is kind of a big deal. Um, so I, I've been tossing this around all day, but I think I'm going to go with Bullet Globe just because just they're up and coming. Okay. 
Uh, then we've got the Ring of Honor Tag Championship, Better Than You, Baby, versus the Dark Order. I don't think they have them drop them a week after they get them. So, Better Than You. Um, I do have Better Than You. If you were going to drop it, though, I think it would. this would be the time to do it a week afterwards. You're not going to have them go to Ring of Honor and be on Dynamite, Ring of Honor, Collision. You know, rampage. You're not gonna have them be on everything. Um, so if you are gonna do it, and the Dark Order's on rampage now, uh, Reynolds and Silver, they're they're a likable team. Um, so if you're gonna do it, that would probably be the guys to do it. That's already over there. So I could see him doing it. I don't want them to because I want this team to continue and have this interaction and and. The turmoil between the tag belts and the and championship. So I'll go with better than you for now. I might change that though by by the end of the week. <laughs> uh, Ring of Honor TV Championships: Mojo versus Shane Taylor. Um, completely honest here. Shane Taylor's probably somebody I should know about, but I really don't. Um, I'm picking some Mojo. Yep, me too. That's all I got. <laughs> and then. <laughs> the last one on here, uh, tag team match, Eddie Kingston and Katsuyori Shibata versus the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, I think the BCC take this one um, just to kind of revenge from last time. I know Eddie Kingston and Claudio have that thing going back and forth. I think uh, the BCC gets it. Yeah, I think Eddie and Shibata take it. Uh, Wheeler takes it in. Um, <laughs> and that's just because that old... That'll still leave Eddie and Claudio to have a, a singles match later because um, neither of them really got the better of each other. Um, so one of them is going to skew up. And then, okay. On there, they have Joker picks. My Joker was Samoa Joe. It was the easiest one. Yeah, so the Joker pick is you pick one of the matches and you, you get double points, right? You get double points. You either get or lose. If they lose, then you lose double points. Championship matches are two points regularly. If it's a Joker, it's four. And then regular matches are one, doubled to two. So you could lose four points if you pick the wrong champion to lose or win. Which one did you say you went with? Samoa Joe. Okay. Okay, so that's all out. Um, let's jump over to WWE real quick. Yep. They only have six matches on here. Is that all they have for their pay-per-view? Is just six? Yeah, back to the AAA train, thinking less is more. And you know, six 20-minute matches is better than you know, 12 7-minute matches. So we'll see. Okay. All right, uh, steel cage match: Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus. Um, let's be done with this. Just let's let Becky Lynch win yep. and be done. Correct. Um, we'll come back to the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, let's do the United States Championship: Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory. I think Rey Mysterio wins. Um, I could see Theory winning, um, but I think Rey Mysterio wins because I got something else to do afterwards. But I'm picking Rey Mysterio. Uh, yeah, I agree. Rey wins, and then uh, Santos Escobar kind of turns on him, and then that's the next program. 
I would expect them to uh, fight for the championship, and maybe Ray loses it to him. Then you have L.A. Knight versus The Miz. <laughs> there was kind of a funny, uh, funny spot on. I don't know if it was Raw or SmackDown. I can't remember which one it was. Where The Miz dressed up as L.A. Knight. It was kind of funny. Um, but I think The Miz is going to win this. I think LA Knight, I think he's too hot to not let him do it. Miz is a mid-card guy that loses to everybody, so. Then we have the Undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship. This is another one I, I go back and forth on. Because um, it's one of those where I could see them putting it on the Judgment Day for the same kind of thing with like MJF and Adam Cole, because you know they've got that drama going on between them still, and then you make them tag team champions, whatever. But right now, I've I've got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn retaining. Yeah, I do too. My only theory on why I would change it would be if tonight. We're recording Friday. So if tonight something happens to Damian Priest and he gets injured or something like that, someone, you know, backstage, somebody attacks him and he gets injured and then JD comes in to be Finn's partner, then I could see that them dropping the belts to Finn and JD and then Priest could cash in later and then all of Judgment Day could have gold that way. If that doesn't happen and they really do uh, team together, they're not winning. Um, and KO and Sammy win so they can kick, uh, try to kick Finn out or something like that. All right. Women's World Championship, Ray Ripley versus Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, I mean, it's probably going to be a good match, but I think Ray Ripley yeah, wins. Rhea wins. That's my Joker pick. Okay. And then the World Heavyweight Championship. Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura. Uh, I think it's still Seth Murray. Seth, Seth Murray. Seth Rollins. Um, maybe a chance of a cash-in, but there always is a pay-per-view. Yeah, um, so. yeah I think it's going to be a good match. Uh, Seth wins. And maybe they even do the whole Priest is injured angle to make it look like he's not going to cash in. And then he runs out and cashes in after after the win. Um, I think Seth walks out of this match. But I don't think he retains at the end of the night. I think Priest cashes in and, and takes it. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting how they were playing up his back. So if I feel like something happens to his back in the match. He finds out finds a way to win. Yeah. But then he's really hurt. Not really hurt, but... Yeah, know. I think he's taking time hurt. off, so he's going to lose it soon. So, I just think the easiest way and the smartest way is to do the cash-in after they knock the hell out of each other for 20 or 30 minutes. Yeah. Okay, well, that's WWE. Um, we're going to really quickly... There's a DraftKings pool... It's a free 25K AEW all-out pool. We'll go through and um, 
give you our picks. Just looked at these right before we hopped on here. So I'm actually going to do this in real time and tell you what I'm picking as I'm going through. Um, this is for the Orange Cassidy, John Moxley fight at all out. The first question is, and this is a free pool on DraftKings. If you have an account on there, um, who will attempt the first pinfall? I'm picking orange Cassidy. Um, how many lazy kicks will orange Cassidy give to John Moxley? This is one I had to think about. I'm going to say zero to one. Cause I think John Moxley isn't going to take them. Um, He'll just stop it. Uh, how many times has John Moxley successfully hit the paradigm shift? I'm going to say over one and a half. How many times, number of times Orange Cassidy successfully hits the orange punch? We'll say over one and a half. Who will bleed in this match? Definitely John Moxley. Um, I'm going to say both. I might change that to only John Moxley, though. Um, but the way. Orange Cassidy bled last week. It might be easy for him to bleed again. Uh, will there be outside interference during this match? I usually always lead to no. And this is a title match, so I'm saying no. Uh, will the international title be used as a weapon during the match? No. And how long will this match go from opening bell to closing bell? Over 16 minutes, 30 seconds, or under 16 minutes, 30 seconds? And this is another one, another one that always gets me. I always say under, so I'm saying over 16 minutes and 30 seconds. Uh, I agree with you on everything, but the lazy picks. I think Orange will get four to five. Mox will put up with it and then just beat the ever-living shit out of him. Uh, (laughs) Everything else I agree with. Okay. Well, that's all we got. Um, I hope everybody enjoys the a good Labor Day weekend. You know, I'm going to spend some time on the lake. I don't know if you're heading down to a lake or not this weekend. I uh, haven't decided yet. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to drink some beers and do some floating. Yeah, well, Maybe try to catch a little bit of wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, want to wish, you know, we can see where people are living and, and listening from on this so i know we have a few people in florida and virginia and up the coast and everything like that so hope everybody's staying safe and didn't get too hit too hard by you know the hurricane and everything like that so we're thinking about it yeah it's a good did and hopefully everything's going all right yeah that's a good point all right and as usual um if you want to reach out you know, we've got our, our Twitter, it's just in case it burns, but there's no I in Justin. So just J-U-S-T-N, case it burns. And then our email is just in case it burns at gmail.com. Um, reach out, hit us up, and tell your friends. Have them listen. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Just In Case It Burns. Please don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Tell a friend about us, and we'll see you next time.